Are you dealing with the trials of a difficult marriage or going through a separation or divorce? Welcome to the club, friend. Life is messy and it can be hard. I'm Jen Zingmark, a Christian life coach, and I have good news for you. There is a path to find hope, healing, and happiness, no matter what your circumstances are, and I can help you find joy in your journey. So let's go. Hey, y'all, and welcome back for more Gen Juice. We all know having a successful marriage is challenging. The statistics don't lie. 45% of first marriages end in divorce, and the divorce rate for second marriages is even higher. It is approximately 67% of all second marriages end in divorce. My purpose and my passion is to help more people stay married and have better relationships to enjoy a higher quality of life than they ever have before, especially after divorce. Now, my reason for sharing this with you is to make you aware of why second marriages are more challenging, and you need to know what you're facing to be prepared to address these concerns before you consider getting remarried. As Benjamin Franklin once said, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. It's easier to stop something from happening in the first place than to repair the damage after it's happened. So go in with your eyes open. Be aware of these reasons why a second marriage is more likely to end and do everything you can to prevent that. Why do you think the divorce rates are so much higher in second marriages? There are many reasons for this. And one is that people don't change. They get divorced. And then they remarry thinking they won't have the same problems if they're married to a different person, but they bring their same problems with them into their second marriage many times. And the relationship just repeats the same cycle as the first marriage. The first step to having a successful second marriage is to do the work on yourself. It doesn't matter why your marriage ended. None of us are perfect. Spend time considering your relationship. Take all that you can from that relationship and learn from it. Look back, think and ponder and pray about what part you can accept responsibility for and own everything that you can about your own behaviors, your own actions that led to the end of your marriage. You can learn so much about yourself and what you do not want to repeat in the future. This is a vital step to having a successful second marriage. Another reason second marriages have a much higher divorce rate is because they are exponentially more complicated than first marriages. It's not just two people getting married. If you're both divorced, You both have a lot more people in your life that you are responsible for and involved with. And all of that affects the relationship of the couple in a second marriage. You may both have ex-spouses and their families, meaning ex-in-laws or grandparents to your children from your ex, as well as new relationships for you and your children for your new spouse. There may also be new siblings if you were both bringing children into the marriage union 
then there are new children involved for you and your spouse. There may also be financial obligations, including child support and alimony for one or both of you. It becomes a delicate and sometimes difficult situation to balance and navigate. I have personally experienced a relationship like this, and I have helped many, many of my clients to navigate a second marriage relationship, as well as step parenting, blended families, and all that comes along with that union. And I will tell you, it's not always easy. Thank goodness for coaching. We would not be enjoying the beautiful blessings of our marriage and our family now if we didn't have coaching along our way. I will just shamelessly plug coaching for everyone embarking on a second marriage or a blended family. The third reason second marriages fail much more often is that there is less investment. Many times people invest everything into their first marriage, their hopes and dreams, and they have children together. They build a life together. Many times they build businesses together too. Most people are more invested in giving that first marriage their all before calling it quits. I'm sad to say many times people don't fully invest themselves into their second marriage. They've already lost a lot of that hope and maybe their dreams of having an ideal marriage or relationship. And many people don't want or not able to have children in their second marriage. They're just less invested overall. So when things get hard, it's a little bit easier to just give up and call it quits. And they also know, I can get a divorce. I've already done that. So if this just gets too hard, too complicated, I know I can just end things and get a divorce. So the topic of the podcast today is finding joy in a second marriage. Now, I want to share some examples from the lives of some of my clients relating to navigating the relationship in a second marriage. They have given me permission to share their stories, but I'm going to change their names to protect their privacy. Let's start with the first example. I want to tell you about my client, Alice. Alice was divorced and a single mother with two children in her early 30s when she met and married John. He was divorced and he had four children from his previous marriage and he was in his early 40s. The couple were married and moved into a new home for their big family and began navigating life with their blended family. Alice had full custody of her two children and they were ages six and eight. And John also had full custody of his four children, ages 12, 14, 16, and 18. So we have a house full of kids here and this blended family. John felt like his children were older and the amount of time that he had with them left in the home was limited. And he felt that they had been through a lot and the divorce and that it was his responsibility to put his children first and prioritize their needs and wants above Alice and her children. He even told her, I have to put my children first while they're living at home. When they move out, I will put you first. They needed him, and that relationship was most important in his life. He had to prioritize what they wanted and needed above Alice. 
Sadly, as his children began leaving home, things never changed between John and Alice. The pattern was already established early on in the marriage that John's priority was his children above all else, and that never changed. Alice was left to take care of herself financially, emotionally, and every other way throughout the marriage. When his children all moved out, their relationship did not change. John continued to provide financial support to his adult children. And Alice realized that John's promises were never going to become a reality, and they ended up divorcing. I share this story to illustrate the importance of the marriage union and the relationship between a husband and wife being the most important and the center of that family and home. We learn in the Bible in Genesis, the Lord said, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and cleave unto his wife. In the Doctrine and Covenants, the Lord said, Thou shalt love thy wife with all thy heart, and thou shalt cleave unto her and none else. Now I understand this can be a difficult thing to navigate, and it may seem counterintuitive in a second marriage, but this is exactly the way it's supposed to be. It has to be this way. In order for the marriage relationship to thrive and grow and be successful for all of the children that live together in the home or even visit the home on occasion if they don't live there full time in a blended family situation to realize their proper place in the family dynamic. The relationship of a parent with their children in a home, even if it's a home with biological parents or a home with step-parents cannot supersede the priority of that marriage relationship. The most important and foundational relationship of the entire family is the relationship between husband and wife. It is, of course, important to have good relationships with all of your children and stepchildren. But when a parent elevates the relationship with their children above the relationship with their spouse, it damages both relationships. And I have seen this many times with men and women after divorce. They try to win the affection, the love, the approval, or even connection with their children to the point that they're afraid to discipline them or tell them no or not give them whatever they ask for. And it becomes an uneven one-up, one-down relationship where the child is empowered much more than they should be. You may have observed a situation like this where the parent is not the leader in their family and their children take charge and the parents do everything that they can to appease and win the affection of their children. It just doesn't work. In these cases, children become entitled and spoiled and ungrateful. A parent can never function successfully as they should in a child's life if they do not step up into the position and role as the leader, protector, and guardian for their children, and that includes their stepchildren. It is important that parents set boundaries and rules and consequences for actions and behaviors in their home. Children need to know that they are loved unconditionally, but that the relationship between husband and wife is the primary relationship in the family and the children are second. They come after that. 
and that there are rules and boundaries and expectations and consequences for their actions and behaviors within the family structure, especially when there is a new marriage union that takes place after one or both spouses have children. It is important that children remain in their proper place as children and not get elevated to a primary relationship in a parent's life. The marriage union has to remain the most important relationship and the foundational relationship for every other relationship in the family. When husbands and wives set the example, children grow up with a healthy model of a successful marriage relationship. And this is very important that you understand this structure and set up your second marriage relationship and blended family dynamics in this way in order to have the greatest opportunity for a successful marriage relationship and allow all of the children to grow up in this family to be the most successful, well-rounded, healthy adults that they possibly can be. Let me break down this structure in a simple format that's easy to follow for you. In all of our lives, the most important relationship we should have is our relationship with our Father in Heaven. But this is especially important after divorce. When your life gets turned upside down and you lose the relationship with the person closest to you, it can be confusing and disorienting and easy to let other relationships take priority. And you can even lose the priority of your relationship with Heavenly Father. It happens. Make sure that this relationship is the most important relationship in your life and that you prioritize it above all others. The second priority you have is taking care of yourself and meeting your own needs. This is something that I talk about often and have mentioned in several other podcasts, but this is your job to take care of your own needs. That means that it is your responsibility to take care of yourself physically, spiritually, mentally, and socially. If you want to feel more joy in your life, it's your job to make that happen. You can't walk around with an empty cup waiting for someone else to fill it so that you can feel good about yourself. The best way to feel good about yourself is to take care of meeting your own needs. When your cup is full, you don't need anyone else to fill it for you. The next relationship that should have priority in your life is the relationship with your spouse. When you get remarried. This relationship should come before the relationship that you have with your children. Now, this is a tricky one for a lot of people after divorce because you may have had your children a lot longer than you've possibly known your second spouse, right? Maybe you've met and dated a year or two and you have a 14 or 15 year old, right? So it just seems counterintuitive. That's how it happens. It seems like somehow the kids came first. So They should be the first priority, but this is not true. And this is the crux of my message for you today. If you're going to have a successful marriage relationship after divorce, you have to prioritize your relationship with your spouse above the relationship that you have with your children or extended family or anyone else in your life. The children should come next. They are important. They should be a priority in your life. They need you and you need them. And it is part of our divine heritage 
as parents, we have a responsibility to raise and nurture our children and teach them the best we can and give them our love. But your children will feel most loved and safe and healthy and happy when they know that they are loved and in a family where husbands and wives love each other. And that relationship comes first. When both spouses understand this and put each other before the children, you will have a successful second marriage and have a much better opportunity at blending your family and having better relationships with everyone in that family. Now, there will be many opportunities to practice compromising and making changes to accommodate this new blended family that you have created with loving parents who understand their marital relationship priority and lovingly teach and raise their children together. There's plenty of room for healthy dynamics to develop for everyone involved to feel more love and connection and friendship with their new added family members in their lives. Let me share another client example to illustrate how this can work successfully. Let me tell you about Paul. Paul was divorced and he had a nine-year-old son when he met Sarah. Sarah was divorced and had three children, ages nine, seven, and three, when she married Paul. When they married, they moved into a new home together and Paul had visitation with his son one day a week and every other weekend. Sarah had full custody of her children and they lived in the home with Paul and Sarah full time. Because Paul felt like he was at a disadvantage by not living with his son full time since his divorce, he had gotten into the habit of dedicating 100% of his time and effort and energy to his visits with his son. And without realizing it, he had moved that relationship with his son up to the most important relationship in his life. Well, this became a problem when he married Sarah. And there were several times early on in the marriage when problems arose because of this. Through coaching, Paul was able to recognize that he had gotten his priorities out of alignment. And if his marriage was going to work with Sarah, that he needed to make their marriage relationship the top priority. And then, of course, make time with his son, spend time with his son. But it couldn't come at the expense of his relationship with Sarah. With the help of coaching, Paul and Sarah were able to work through these challenges, and ultimately Paul was able to reprioritize his relationship. He made sure his son knew that his marriage was the most important relationship in his life and that nothing could come before that, not even his relationship with his son. Once that was established, everything in their marriage worked together, and all of the children were able to adjust and enjoy all that the time they had together as well as gain respect for their parents and their devotion and commitment to one another and their family. I'm happy to say that things worked out very well, and they have a beautiful marriage and a lovely blended family now. The takeaways that I have for you today are the way to find joy in a second marriage is by keeping your relationships in their proper place and by prioritizing them correctly in your life. The most important relationship we should all have is with our Father in Heaven, but this is especially important after divorce. The second relationship that should take priority in your life is with yourself. It is important that you take care of your own needs. Third is the relationship with your spouse. 
and fourth, the relationship with your children. And then after that can come extended family and others. My purpose and my passion is to help more people stay married and have better relationships and enjoy a higher quality of life than they ever have before, especially after divorce. And I know this is possible. And if you want help finding joy while navigating all of the complexities of a second marriage, I can help you and I would love to do it. Go to ldsdivorce.com and set up your free consultation today. Thanks so much for listening, friends. Please share the podcast with someone if you are enjoying it and give me a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening. This helps other people find the podcast and enjoy it. It would mean so much to me. I hope you're having a great summer. I love you guys and I will see you next week. Bye. If you're ready to dive deeper into this work and learn the tools and the skills you need to change the trajectory of your life forever, go to LDSDivorce.com and sign up for a free consultation with me. This is just the tip of the iceberg, my friends. There is so much more. I would love to work with you and be your life coach.